Hi, and welcome to episode 94 of Invest in You. And today we're going to be doing another interview. So on the other end, uh, we have Tara Halliday. And uh, Dad, I think you've met her many times before. I think you said it. Uh, I have not met you. So can you tell us a bit more about who you are? Yeah, sure. Well, nice to meet you, Charlie. Um, yeah, I, I was just, I was thinking earlier, it's, I think, seven, seven or eight years. Yeah, I was thinking of the first time we met, it was linked to property. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So um, my, my background, if I go all the way back, probably to put it in context, when I was 13, I wanted to be a psychologist. That was where my, my passion was. That or an airline pilot, but that didn't pan out. Cool. So... I didn't get to do that because I wasn't encouraged to do it. In fact, I was discouraged. So instead, I became an engineer. So I became a mechanical engineer. I went to university. And when I came out and started applying for jobs, I had my first run-in with imposter syndrome. Um, We'll get to that in a bit. But um, uh, So instead of taking this wonderful job, I went back to university and did a PhD because that was where my comfort zone was. So I did a PhD in engineering, and then I had a career as a consultant engineer in a, um, in a large research corporation and then in a small um, uh, software development company. And, and that was in America. So I had a lot to do with that. And then that took 10 years until I finally said, no, this is enough. I want to go back to <laughs> what I was really interested in, which is the, 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 the psychology. And so I trained as a holistic therapist, and it's been, it's been 20 years now since I've been working in that capacity. Yeah. Um, and as I was working with people, just in general helping them, I found that it was their beliefs underlying everything that was causing some of them not to be able to move forward. So then I, I found this wonderful coaching program, and I trained as a coach in that coaching program, which is yeah. all about getting right to the very deep, deepest beliefs and clearing them out, which is fantastic. Um, and then I decided to specialize. So I looked around and I recognized that imposter syndrome was something that I'd been seeing for many, many years. And, um, and so I specialized in imposter syndrome. I um, wrote a book and that's two years ago now that was published. It's called yeah. Unmasking. And then um, I've been working in that capacity since, although I did have a little 18 month diversion doing neuroscience, so neurofeedback, which is putting electrodes on the head and measuring the alpha brain waves and in, in an intensive week. So um, that's kind of my background. So I, I always bring science because I think I've got that from the engineering and the yeah. practicality of it and put it together to help people dealing with imposter syndrome. And that's where we Perfect. are now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where we are today. So that's good. Awesome. Yeah, okay, but what is imposter syndrome? Yeah, let's go there. Question, yes. Because <laughs> uh, even though it was first um, discovered, if you like, in 1978, so a long time ago, um, it's really only become more talked about, I'd say, in the last four or five years. Uh, imposter syndrome is the secret feeling of being a fraud when you're not. Um, And the fear of being found out. So, and it affects 70% of high achievers at some point in their lives. Do you know the statistics about when, uh, no, sorry, nothing. No, I was just about to say like most jobs, when you apply for something, uh, you need to have worked as a cashier to get the cashier job. 
<laughs> so like how did ever anyone get into it uh, <laughs> you need to have the experience before you can do it and uh, we can get the job uh, and uh, we all heard and we might come back to it later as well like fake it till you make it you've heard that mm. a few times as well mm. uh, yeah yeah that's that that's a challenging one i i don't actually well no i agree in that with that one in one sense yes. right it, and it's a very specific way fake it till you make it if if you're having problems with public speaking for example i think that's probably the best one yep. and um it's cre creating great anxiety what you can do is become an actor right be like an actor and and play a role and then that's easier to do the public speaking because it's not it's not really you yeah but the whole idea of of um of just pretending and hoping is not the problem because it creates this stress in your body because you know that that's when you're being when you're consciously being um an imposter and when you're yeah. when you're when you're trying to convince people that you're other than you are imposter yeah. syndrome is is a little more subtle it's more like it's for people high high achievers who are capable they're confident at and they're successful, but they don't quite feel that they're quite enough inside. They feel like people are being too generous with their praise or they just got lucky in the position. So it's, it's, it's kind of this low level doubt that people have and it can hold them back and it can hold them back in quite a, a big way. It can lead to stress related illness and burnout yeah. and people just walking away from a career when the stress becomes too, too strong. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Charlie here is uh, doing lots of sports, and one of them is uh, parkour, uh, which is very much around how can you do this crazy jump and things that I wouldn't even consider like run up a wall. Uh, if you think about how do you convince yourself to do something you know that you can do, but you don't want to do it, but you want to do it. How does that work in your head, Charlie? Uh, well, <laughs> it really depends on how much I want to do it. <laughs> And there's always this element of like really just uh, oh if it let's just go for it and uh, hyping yourself up and um, I'm not too sure actually how I do it I just try to see as it is what what is like uh, what's the ratio of benefit to um, uh, yeah, yeah risk, how high risk reward, risk reward yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah I can really relate to that also in like a business context uh, like. Should you, could you take that leap of faith uh, to do that, to try that new thing as well? Absolutely. So, so, th so there's, there's learning, which is great. And, and part of learning is being prepared to fail. And I think that's how you become good at parkour yeah. is that yeah. you're willing to take the risks and, and hopefully you start with the small risks. <laughs> yeah, then... absolutely. You build yourself up. And when yeah. sometimes you have to take some major leaps, but then like literally but, uh, <laughs> uh, well yeah you you this definitely risk and reward yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so would you like to share one example from your own work life where you felt uh, the, the symptoms of of uh, the imposter syndrome yourself yeah um we, it was really interesting because there's a number of typical patterns of imposter syndrome so yep. there's perfectionism there's yes. there's keeping your feelings a secret there is there's a certain kind of procrastination there's over preparing and there's some 
kind of um, avoiding is one of them. And if you avoid the risk, if you like, then you, you don't get to do it. And that's what happened with me when I graduated from university. I was offered this fabulous job. They did this psychological profile and they said, oh, you've got a really interesting profile. We'd like to put you on this super fast track management program. Uh, and, and I thought, I thought that sounds boring. That's actually what I told myself at the time. I didn't even see that I was, I was avoiding it. And it was only when I was doing my research for my book, I thought, you know what? I've never felt like an actual fraud. I've got all these other pattern behaviors, but I've never actually felt like a fraud. And I, that's, ah, that's because I'd avoided it in the first place. So that's when I went off and did my PhD instead. Yeah, yeah. And I've got a fellow author, you might, you might know, he's a former colleague, uh, Rory Vaden. He used to work oh. with uh, uh, sales consulting before. Uh, yeah. Procrastinate on, on purpose was one of his expressions. And even a book <laughs> later. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's interesting. There's, there's a particular way of for people with imposter syndrome, but procrastination shows up in a very particular way. It's that they're already good, right? So even if they leave it to the last minute, chances are they do a really good job and people don't notice. But if they leave it to the last minute and then you maybe work all night to, to do this, to, to prepare for this presentation yeah. the next day, um, they've kind of gotten out for themselves because if anyone did criticize them, then in themselves, they'd know, Oh, well that wasn't actually my best. So I, 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 I I can make that excuse to myself rather than to other people. So imposter syndrome is really all about what we're telling ourselves rather than how we act to react to other people. Other people see people with imposter syndrome as Fabulously successful, wildly yeah. confident. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> always, always uh, getting things re- right. Radiating uh, confidence. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, and and the image I like is is like swans swimming up a river. You know, they're all yeah. they're all graceful on the surface, and everyone looks great. And underneath, they're paddling like crazy. And and that's really the the feeling with imposter syndrome. The problem with it is that it creates this stress, this anxiety. In, in the body that that doesn't go away and then that develops into um, some some serious problems it can lead to addictions um, it, it does reduce performance anyway yeah um, so everything's so even though they're still doing well everything's just a lot harder for them and they've always got this fear like somebody's gonna find me out it's like they're looking over their shoulder and someone's gonna tap them on the shoulder and say hey you know we made a mistake hiring you you you, you're not the right person you're not good enough you need to leave now and that's that's the fear that that people have um yeah yeah yeah. we we, will come back to the the podcast name later but we have a huge range of listeners to this all over the world uh from people young as, as Charlie, many people who are investments, many entrepreneurs. So there's a really mixed bag of people there mm. listening. So uh, if we take some of the key learnings from your book that could be like applied in everyone's life, what would be some of the, the highlights you'd like to share from your book? And of course, what's the name of the book? Oh, yes. The book is called Unmasking, yes. which is the coach's guide to imposter syndrome. And and, and that's available on Amazon. Um so I've described how the, the behaviors of imposter syndrome, how it would feel, how it would show up. People feel um, isolated because they can't share how they're feeling. They feel confused because they usually 
very confident and capable and suddenly they don't feel that way. They feel a bit overwhelmed and anxious. Um, And um, I think what helps most people is, is to understand what causes it in the first place, because it's not, it's not a character trait. It's not a personal quality. It's a combination of three things. One is very often a particular activity. So for me, it was leading a hostile team, which is I figured out why I didn't want to join that, that okay. big company when I was graduating as an engineer. Um, so there might be one particular activity, and that tends to show up when people are trying to do something new. So an entrepreneur starting a new business, um, an investor going into a new market, or somebody having a promotion. Suddenly they need to do something that they haven't done before. So they're often likely to trip over that one thing that might set it off for them. Um, the other thing is, is a combination of high challenge and low support. And if you have those two together, however you, however you find yourself in that position, you, you're more likely to trigger imposter syndrome there. You're more likely to start doubting yourself. Yeah. And this can be starting, you know, any, any of those transition points, starting new business or promotion, things like that. So yeah. um, the key there is for people to get a lot of support. So they need to be talking to somebody about it, which is not what they want to do. So to talk to somebody who's neutral, you know, don't talk yeah. to your boss about it. You don't talk to your investors about it. You know, talk to somebody who's neutral, like a, a coach, a mentor, or, or someone who's um, going to be able to support you um, through these challenging times. That's probably going to be the yeah. best. Yeah. The, underlying, the underlying cause of imposter syndrome um, whereas those two are triggers, the underlying cause is a belief. And it's a belief that is pretty much global, which is that my worth depends on what I do. So, yeah. and then, so when we, we do something well, we do well, then we are a good person. When we do it badly, we are a bad person. That's the belief. And it's a false belief. It's one that as we go through childhood development, we should move out of as we, we um, solidify our identity, but the vast majority of people don't and that most adults are walking around with that as a kind of underlying belief. And then when it gets triggered by high challenge, low support, when it gets triggered by this one particular activity, that's when the imposter syndrome shows up. Super interesting. Yeah, no, it's it's fascinating that you have taken many, many years. Uh, I, I really like this the skill and and the, the tool of coaching, both for self help, but also like to to coach and help others. So I can really see how this goes very much hand in hand. Was this how you actually discovered it in the first place for yourself as uh, an interest uh, while coaching? The the imposter syndrome. Yeah, well, your your interest for it. My interest in it. Yeah. Um, so uh, a few years ago, I was starting a, um, a business development program and um, I was coaching. I was coaching pretty much anyone who came along. It was all word of mouth referral. So I didn't have any marketing program or anything like that. And it was and and it was all over the map and it was fine. Um, but when I started into this business program, uh, uh, I was told, well, you really need to niche. You need to, to select something. So I made a list of yeah. things that I was interested in, that I recognized, that I could see. And imposter syndrome was the one that stood out for me. I thought that's somewhere that it doesn't seem to me 
having reviewed all the literature, it doesn't seem to be being very well served. So, you know, I can I can definitely have a a serving role there by helping people through this. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, we we also had a discussion when we discussed to to write a program uh, when we did uh, a book called Trust is New Currency. Trust was the same. It's very, very thin literature out there how to create trust uh, repair mm-hmm. trust but very little around like high level like what is it all about really because it's yeah. it's just like what you described it's an underlying thing like a gut feeling or or your self-talk it's very interesting so when i say self-talk sean what does it make you think i have no idea what self-talk is. when i say the same to you Tara, what do you <laughs> think when i say say self-talk so self-talk is is how you talk to yourself, literally. Yeah. It, it, you know, some 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 people walk around and they say it out loud. You know, they bump they bump into a door and they say, "Oh, that was silly." But you know, we've got that dialogue going on in ourselves. So okay. we 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 judge ourselves, we analyze ourselves, and we 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 assess whether that was good or bad. Yeah. Um, yeah so. Yeah. Well, uh, the, the self-talk is very intertwined with your with your subject indeed uh, yes. good one uh, Sean should we have a look on the list here yeah sure uh, you can focus on this one uh, well yeah I think you we touched upon it briefly so how common is uh, doubting yourself if, we're, if I define it as imposter syndrome which yep. is a self doubt yep. um, the research into people who experienced imposter syndrome was 70% of high achievers um, will find it. Now, when you're talking about a general population or the population of high achievers, that leaves 30%, but it doesn't mean they're free and clear. (laughs) So um, um, 4% of those will be actually sociopaths. So they're not, they're not, they're not, they don't have that at all, but because of a biological wiring, so that yeah. you know they they they're excused. But that, but then the other part of, uh, of that, so we we're down to twenty six percent now, is um, people who are in denial, who would never admit it to themselves at all. Yeah. They, they 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 just try and squash things down, um, and the other would be people like me. Um, when I graduated, I was just avoiding the situation. So I, I went in and chose a different path. And, you know, that was a wildly different um, uh, career path that I went rather, you know, academia rather than industry. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to yeah. link to another book as well, uh, Eat That Frog by Brian Tracy. Uh, oh, very, yes. very thin one. Uh, but what the essence of that book, uh, would you say that it's, it's a part of it when we, we really know what we should do mm. and we really do? But yes. we don't do that for whatever yes. reason. And often, ironically, I've been training many thousands of salespeople over the years in, in my former job. Uh, not oh, many of them yeah. didn't even like the term sales, but it was very much their job. When you don't believe in yourself and your capability, mm. how much does it stop you from doing like the core actions of your job even? Um, well, with, with imposter syndrome, people, people logically, intellectually know they're good. Yeah. Like they 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 know you know, they might make excuses as to why they're as good as they are, but they 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 know they're good. It's the um, it's the emotional part. It's their feeling yeah. that they're not not good enough. But um, when it comes down to something like the Brian Tracy's eat that frog, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
the reason why we don't do things is because we have another motivation. We have, we have this other motivation, and that's usually fear-driven. Yeah. When we get anxious or afraid or anything like that, our, our whole nervous system goes into these different states. You get a fight-or-flight state or a freeze state. So this is, this is a biological response to a perceived threat. So it's not conscious at all but it does hold you back. So, yep. you know, why the salesman wouldn't just pick up the phone and make that one call that one time. It's not, as you say, because they know they should do it. They, they, they know that intellectually, but in that, in that moment, they're in this fight, flight or freeze state and their body is screaming that there's a fire and they need to run out of the room. Yep. And that's, that's what they're fighting. So, so if there's something that you're struggling to do, then the very first thing to do is calm down the nervous system. Yeah. So there's, there's breathing techniques that you can use. There's, you can shake your, your hands and your, your legs out to get rid of the, the stress hormones in the system. Um, and, and, and then once you've calmed your nervous system down, then it's easier to do the things that, you know, were, were a little bit more tricky. So that, that would be my big tip. First, calm the nervous system. Thank you. Awesome. So uh, our podcast name is called Invest in You. And I'm sure you've done a lot of this in your life. What is uh, What does like investing in yourself mean to you? Um, gosh, I have done a lot of investing in myself. I'm so <laughs> yeah. I know, I, I, I know. <laughs> first personal growth course when I was 19. So that was... <laughs> Um, so, oh my gosh, I don't even want to add up how much that is. I mean, investing in yourself is, I think that is that growth mindset. I think, uh, is that wanting to really get as much as you can out of your own life. And, um, when people talk about being driven, that's driven by fear. That's driven by nervous system. It's driven by a fear of failure and things like that. That is... Although it's effective, it's not a growth. It's not a growth area. It's not a growth mindset. Yeah. In order to grow, you first have to calm the nervous system. You have to get out of fight or flight. And when you're in the what I call the friend state, which is the calm social engagement state, you feel safe. You feel calm. Then what happens is that growing becomes a fascinating, interesting, wonderful adventure. Yeah. And that's the difference. And in, in terms of investing in yourself, I would say creating that adventure and doing it from a point of view that just you just see how far you can go. And, and, and Charlie, like with your parkour, it's like, can I make that jump? Yeah. And there's part of you think, oh, maybe I don't know. But if you make it and do it, then the feeling is fantastic. Yeah. Right? And yeah. that, I think, is, 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 is why people should invest in themselves because we're wired to grow we're wired to experiment about things and and it feels so good when we do that we feel a real sense of achievement and accomplishment yeah talk about the achievement and accomplishments uh, what's like your your bigger purpose like what's really making you most excited about your job or something outside your job yeah well it, it's coming back to what i wanted to do at 13 it's helping people yeah um i did have i mean i've I've also, as you know, I've been, I did a, you know, property development work and things and that, that was for finances. But what I yes. found was that with that was that 
it, it was a tool. I, my, I wasn't passionate about it. And I, what I come back to what I'm really passionate about is, is helping people as much as I can. And I've identified imposter syndrome as something that is a, a real need out there. I, I mean, it's because, it, it, because people are high achievers who experience it. If you're a baker, you know, baking the same bread all day long for years and years and years, you wouldn't come across imposter syndrome or yeah. unlikely to. The high achievers do. And this is something that is holding back our high achievers. So if you think of humanity and these, the, 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 the most brilliant minds, the most fantastic um, um, accomplished people, the brilliant talent, and they're being held back. And what I can do is I can help them, set them free, basically, yeah, to achieve yeah. really everything that they're capable of, which for yeah. me is really exciting, making a real difference in people's lives. Yeah, just uh, some one-to-one feedback to you and to the rest of the world. Uh, I think every time we have met, you've been really, really professional, and you've been very driven where you are at the moment, whether that has been within property or late, also when we met, uh, linked to keep firm performance, uh, sorry, key personal influence uh, and, and every other event as well. So you've been carrying yourself strong throughout and here we are on the podcast today. So I'm very happy to have you on board. Oh, thank you very much. Yes, yeah. it's great to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Cool. We have another one here. Um, what has been your favorite office so far? And that could be anything. Office? Yes, office. It can be anything. Workplace, place you've yes. worked from or worked at. Yes. Um, I've had, I've, I've had many, I've moved around an awful lot. My favorite ones, I, I would put it in plural is where I have a view yeah. where I, where I have, where I have big windows and lots of sunlight and I have a view of, of, of nature, whether that's fields or the sea, that's my very favorite place to work from. Everything yeah. else is, everything else is, can come and go. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, what, what else do you do when you're not working too much? For example, right now we have strange times recording this during the, the Corona times. Yeah. Oh, um, it's very, it's been a, a, a significant change for me. I, I just sold my house just before lockdown and yeah. uh, the place I was moving into wasn't quite ready. So I stayed with my mother and um, when all this started i said oh you're going to stay with you so i'm currently at my mother's place adjusting to try and run a business from a spare bedroom that's good (laughs) but it works yeah it does it It does indeed yeah yeah, i have i have my my fake zoom background so you can't see it works And, you know, it's, 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 it's fine. You know, if I took the picture from me looking at you, it's not what it looks like on the other side, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it, it, it's manageable. And, you know, I'm, I'm feeling very lucky that I'm able to be with her and support her through yeah. this as well. So, so yeah, yeah. but otherwise um, things I like to do. So um, um, meditation, gardening, walks. Um, I do need, um, um, to be in part um like mastermind groups development yeah, groups yeah. things like that um yeah it, it's I've, I've i've noticed as a path all all the way through so I'm, I'm i'm always in at least one of those groups i get so much 
out of it. I get excited. I get motivated and, and don't get slowed down. And the other thing I'm doing right now is um, I'm at Toastmasters. Are you familiar Great. with Toastmasters? Yes. Yeah. Indeed, yeah, yeah. It, no, no, Speaking public as well. Yeah. So it's it's an organisation that that teaches people public speaking, yeah. and and I was I went there when I was a graduate and I had first um, paper at a conference supervisor said always oh, go along to Toastmasters they'll help you out and they did and then um, uh, just last year I decided you know what I'm you know I've, I've been doing lots and lots of public speaking that's fine and, and I'm pretty comfortable with it but I can see where I could improve and yeah. I so I so I wanted to go back and again get their support to to improve because they get really good feedback and at a really good level. So perfect, that's, perfect. That's, yeah, that's, coming back to again the, the whole invest in yourself, uh, continuous growth, continuous improvement. I like that. Uh, yes. So what what's the best place for people to follow your work to to get hold of you if they like to get to know you better? Yeah. Um. So. LinkedIn is where I, I, I post um, pretty much every day. Yep. Um, so it's always something, and that's going to be about neuroscience, high performance, and imposter syndrome, and anything else that, that, that comes up. So that would probably be the best place to get hold of me. Um, yep. uh, email, you put the details in, I suppose. Yeah, yep, absolutely. Um, yeah, and uh, and what would you leave us like a couple of closing words, um, like general life advice? It can be anything at all. Life advice. So one That's of the th this is a lovely question. One of the things that my mother said to me as I was growing up, and I think really inspired me and continued to inspire me. She she used the phrase, "The world is your oyster." I don't know if you know, know, know that. It, it means that the world is there for you to go out and do whatever you want with. And, and that has always been so inspiring to me. And I think I, if everyone could take that on board, then yeah, be fascinated. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, any last, last question, any comments, Charlie, from you? Well, it's been awesome to have you on this podcast. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Until Thank next time, we meet in real life. Thank you ever so much. <laughs> you're very, you're very, very welcome. Cool. Closing words for the the listeners in the world, Charlie. Anything? Yeah. So thank you for being on the podcast, and thank you for listening to this podcast to your listeners.